Welcome to One Or Boat. Welcome back to One Or Boat, Season 1, Episode 4. We're here live from Brighton, England, with punk rock band, the trio, Unorthodox. I'm going to start out with Jake. Oh, hello. Couple bands that you're listening to and uh, how they, how you're getting your sound to be like them. Cool. I mean, I'm, as you can see by my shirt, I love a bit of um, Black Flag, you know, yes. all the hardcore influence, like Minor Threat as well. Those such bands. Um, but I also just love like, the Ramones, you know, even the Beatles, you know, stuff like that, you know. But um, That's awesome. I definitely take a lot of influence it. from the Misfits as well and the Sex Pistols. How, how is it uh, growing up knowing that within uh, just a stone's throw from where you are, are some of the biggest bands to ever be on the radio. I know, it, it's, it's it's really crazy, you know. There's a lot of like, it almost feels like a lot of pressure to live up to it, you know. But, um, oh yeah, you know. I'm sure. I mean, The Clash were just like miles from you, yeah. kilometers from Literally, we had The Cure, The Cure was living around the corner, you know. But, um, That's the pressure so crazy. makes you better though. It's like, there's a standard to live up to and you, I mean, you guys are powerhouse coming right in the door. Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, you know, we, we are just eager to play, eager, you know, e- eager to succeed, I guess. But um, just eager to play, really. Live up to our influences. Yeah. Um, Liam is your drummer. Uh, he's wearing the Ramones t-shirt today. And uh, dude, I was so, when he came on the screen, I was so stoked. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, because uh, you see a lot of where we live, people walking around with the Ramones t-shirt and they could not sing the first word of any song the Ramones have ever, ever played. <laughs> they sell them at Walmart now. It's, none of these people know who the Ramones are. They're just like, that's a cool shoe. And, and do you guys have Walmart? Uh, no, we, we kind of have like a uh, equivalent. Uh, like it's like so Asda lucky. we have. It's the Asda equivalent. Asda, Dude, uh, Walmart is... Is like the devil. But it's <laughs> like, you're not missing anything at all. Um, I try to limit my Walmart exposure to once every two years. That's that's fair, <laughs> dude. And uh, and your bass player came in dressed like he's right out of like a, a metal yeah. band, dude. T- dude, I w- I was told that you have a story about your your Kramer. It's in the video playing there. Tell me, tell me about how you got right. a USA made Kramer. So um, I, there's there's a couple shops uh like round where I live. And um, they're all like independent music stores, not like massive international ones, anything like that. And uh, Jake had, we, we had separated with the old bassist and I called up Jake and I was like, get me in the band. And I wanted to be the lead guitarist. And he was like, oh, well, we really need a bassist. And I was like, bro, if you let me in the band as a bassist, I will go to the shop and buy a bass on the spot, on the call to you. <laughs> he said, he said, no way you won't. Nah. So I <laughs> ran down to the shop on the phone to him. And I, I'd already been looking at this bass for a while. And I walked into the shop. I knew the guy. I said, Alfie, I want the Red Kramer. He went, okay. And he handed it to me. I handed him the money. I walked out the shop. I called up Jake and I was like, right, I just bought a bass. So I'm in the band now, right? <laughs> that's went, oh. that's dedication, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what it's like. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, he, he just, like on the day I, I mentioned to him about, because I was known him for, like literally he came to our gigs. That's how, we, that's how I knew him. He, he used to come to our gigs. And um, I, I was talking to him, you know, and uh, I dropped him a message and I was like, and he's like, I just don't have a bass. Then he just went and bought a bass on the day well, after, after I asked him. So it's just like, you know, that's dedication. I don't even know. When, uh, when I first met Glenn, we were, we were in a little band and um, I showed up with a Strat and he had a, uh, 
like a Les Paul or Les maybe Paul Les Paul Jr. Yeah. And um, he goes, what we really need is a bass. And I was like, <laughs> let's go to Guitar Center. And I bought like the cheapest Fender P bass I could get my hands on. It actually oh, sure. needed repairs. It was, remember that? <laughs> the sound was nice. It was, it was what we needed. You've, you filled the void. Well, yeah. and like, you know, on you, on your guys, I've heard two of the singles so far. And uh, on both of them, the bass is right where it needs to be. And it's, it's a perfect match. Man, I love the recordings and the separation. Thank I, you. I, love I, the I really fact appreciate that. that. It, it's, it's designed for headphones where I put the headphones on and immersed myself in this. And there's something going on way over in the left. There's yeah. something way over in the right. I'm pretty sure I heard Scooby-Doo uh, somewhere in <laughs> Yeah, uh, I had to, had to look up and make sure he wasn't in the room. But, uh, dude, you guys got a great sound. Dude, Thank I love you. I really the sound. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, we're just stoked that we're listening to you know basically high school kids that are are playing music that is straight from what we were playing and listening to in high school. Yeah, and uh, it was so crazy. I'm like, this this is great. And there's I see I see influences in there, just like y'all said, uh, the Ramones, um, Minor Threat. TSOL, you know, real punk bands from yeah. the East Coast of the USA back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I also hear there's some background vocals in there that sound just like Green Day. Oh, and I'm really? like, dude, why did they smash those down in there? They're they're they could be brought forward. Yeah. It's the little things. The the little things in there are, are huge and less is more. Yeah. I'm on a in a text earlier this week, someone uh told me that uh you guys have a a young producer mixing and mastering your stuff, and you know he's in he's in school as well. Mm. If he's doing this just by learning off of YouTube, this dude has a future, man. Yeah, no, he's great, our producer. He's not, you know, lovely guy, and he, he's really talented. You know, he's doing well. He, you know, he's learning along the way of us, sort of thing. That's awesome. I I heard your latest single. The guitar comes in right off the bat, and I the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, it's either Vox or Orange. Oh, you're so right. It's a Vox. Tell me yes. about the amp. So um, basically, we recorded it. We are really lucky because, I mean, we're young, we're broke, we don't have any money. <laughs> so we're lucky because around the corner from where I live is the college, right? So college, because I go to college, it's like, because I'm... I'm yeah, brain brain fast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, college. We go to college. We go to the same college now, and um, and they have studios there. So we were able to, you know, book the studio out for a day, a couple of days, and you know, set up the amps, grab the amps we want, take them in, and um, I ended up go, trying loads of the amps. I tried the Fender, uh, Marshall, Orange, and a Vox, and I ended up with a Vox because I just because I have a massive pedal boards, and I just love how the pedal board sounds going through the clean channel of the Vox. But I couldn't well, tell now, you the model number. I, I can't now, remember. speaking of the pedals, I, I guess my other question, I, I, the amp is important, but uh, if if you had one pedal you couldn't live without, what, what is it? Oh, that's such a good question. What, oh. What's the pedal that's just a make or break on the sound? What? I mean, I wouldn't say what. I don't really use the what on this track. For me, it would have to be either the DS2, Boss DS2, or the Big Muff. I think they're both Big amazing. Muff. I love the yes. Big Muff. This explains it. I I love the tone. I love how it's in your face and it's like it's borderline clipped at the top, yeah. which is what it needs to be. 
because uh, it's not jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's not bluegrass. So. <laughs> Dude, it's perfect. You guys got a got a great great polished sound. Thank you. Are you guys uh, recording one piece at a time? Or are you guys recording live? So, um, what we did for this, so we really like how the bands used to record back in the seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, I really we really like thrive off of that live sound. I think. So we re- we recorded the, the bass, the guitar, and the drums in the room at the same time. So we uh, yes. separated them off a bit, uh, mic'd them all up, and we played it live together. You know, we did. Um, I think we did about three or four takes. I think. You know, we're not the greatest musicians in the world, but you know. Oh, but you might be. You don't yeah, know. Never <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, we, we recorded it together. And then I um, multi-tracked the, the guitar, and then we did the vocals afterwards and stuff like that. Are you putting the drummer in a booth or is he there right in the mix? He's there right in the mix. He's um right at the back. So we had it like the drums in the corner, right at the back in the corner, the bass on the right, and then the guitar on the left. We just kind of stood in a triangle sort of thing. So being a bass player myself, I'm going to ask you a bass player question. Does your, ba- does your drummer count off his snare or his hi-hat? Oh. You're um, the bass player. It's sticks, <laughs> usually. I think he uses his sticks, yeah. No, 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 no. In the song, when oh. you're playing and you're like, dude, I have to lock in with my drummer, what, which one of the drums are you locking in with for the time? Which, oh, where's he oh, keeping right. his clock? Um, yeah, I'd say I'm definitely going off the snare more than the high Yeah, out. it's punk rock, man. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, uh, it's not folk. It's not jazz. It's not you know some, some pretty thing. If you're not with the bass, the bass drum or the snare, you're you're off in left field, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the drums, what's uh, you know, what obviously we're stuck on our brands with guitars, but what's what's the brand for the drums? I mean, the sound is tight and it's precise. What's the secret? Uh, it's a bit of a Frankenstein uh, <laughs> kit, really. All the best ones um, are. Yes. <laughs> Just we got the best sounding ones at the college, and we just put them all together. Nice. That's basically about it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys and anyone can answer this. I mean, don't don't feel like we're going one, two, three on this. Um, anyone can jump yeah. in. I see that you guys play live all the time. I mean, like there's like someone came out to the gig. Hey, I saw you at the gig. We just had a gig. I'm like, how often are you guys playing live? Oh well. Playing live is my, is my favorite thing. I think you know. I've, uh, you know, I'm so happy to be doing it. You know, I've I've always wanted to be in a band since I was like 11, 12. Yeah. And um, so we we gig this this week. We had a lot more Halloween. I think Halloween's quite you know tied into punk. I think. And um, so we had yeah, we've had more around Halloween. We've had about three or four lately, in the last last week or so. And what kind of places are you playing? Are you playing uh, like pubs or clubs or the community center or um, a bit, a bit of all? I think we um, we've had some in pubs. So we had there's a venue, not venue, like a pub called Dalton Showroom in Brighton. We had one there. And we had one at the Brighton Youth Center, which is a uh, which is probably one of my personal favorite gigs to play. We have, we play those ones you know semi regularly, and um, it's about 150 capacity venue, and it's just always such good fun, you know. I love oh, wow, you get 150 capacity and you're like, I'm going to get 175 people. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got to sneak them in. <laughs> but, um, that is so cool. You got these two singles that are on uh, Apple Music. Um, where else can we find your music and what's what's next? Like, what are you guys working on next? Well, um, so 
other platforms, we try. Do you know DistroKid? You know the the yes. thing. Yes. Yep. So we use DistroKid to get it onto the platforms. So like Spotify, YouTube, um, Amazon's platforms like that. But awesome. um, we also have a Bandcamp because I I I recently got Bandcamp because I, I didn't realize how important it is in the industry. But lots of people told me how important it is, so I I got us a Bandcamp and then our drummer of here set us up a SoundCloud. So that is awesome. that's super cool. Uh, so. With this type of, you know, this is something we delve into all the time, and you're exactly the audience that we're trying to uh, to help out with this question is, you know, you got bands, they're coming up through TikTok, they're coming, you know, Instagram, and, and then they're becoming semi-famous, and then they're hoping to, you know, go on tour or pick up a label or whatever. When you, when you go through DistroKid and you add... Uh, Bandcamp and SoundCloud and 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 you just put your stuff out there for everyone to hear. What what uh what kind of coverage do you get? You know, like I know I know your goal for Spotify was a thousand streams in the mm. month of November or something like that. Yes. Um if you look at all of the different platforms that you're on right now, I mean it's mm. been what, a week, week and a half? Yeah. How much coverage did you get? So I'd say roughly over all the platforms, I'd say we've roughly had maybe 1,200 streams, roughly. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I, I, I'm really happy, you know, I'd be happy if we had 50 streams, you know, I'm just happy people are hearing us, listening to us, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate people taking the time out of their day to check our songs out, you know. Dude, when you when you texted me, I was just like, dude, I want to talk to these kids. <laughs> these, these are the people that I... I mean, would it be awesome to talk to, you know, the guy from Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan? Yeah. But I don't know if I would be as excited as talking to y'all. Um, to me, tomorrow's music you guys are making today. And, uh, and, that's, and that's the most important thing to me. Well, thank you. CJ texted me and he said, he said, put your headphones on and listen to this. And I did. And, uh, and I had to sit down. I was just like, wow, what is this that I don't know about yet? And, uh, and then I recognized that there's two singles. And so, uh, it, it feels like I'm getting in on the ground floor of this big thing that's about to blow up. And so, man, I'm excited for where you guys are going with this. Well, thank, thank yeah. you so much. So, you know, that, that, yeah. thank you for the kind words, you know, I just really appreciate it. You know, I'm happy you like it. <laughs> It's solid, man. You guys are you guys are right in the in the pocket of the genre, in my opinion, and uh, and it's polished right out the door. You know, there's so many bands where you go back and you hear the early stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, well, they really changed. But I mean, you you guys sound polished from day one. It's nice. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, we're so we're just excited that you're here with us and and spending you know ten fifteen minutes with us. And and what Glenn said is is exactly true. If you go back and look at, you know, like everybody knows Green Day and mm. everybody knows American Idiot. I mean, it is a masterpiece in punk yeah. pop. It really is. Um, and I think I told one of y'all, it needs to be on repeat in your in your iPod all yeah. the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many lessons to take away from that album as a musician. But uh, go back as to the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, you know the black keys are a duo technically mm. yeah, you know? yeah so um uh but if you go back and listen to uh green day's very first album dude it is not american idiot yeah i, I know what you mean yeah 
Yeah, and you know, you can you could say that in in other genres. You can go uh, if you go back to uh, when you two, which is in another, you know, in Ireland, but very close to y'all and far from us. Their first albums are completely different than Zuropa. You know, I mean, they grew and mastered their craft, and and whether you like them or dislike them, uh, for for whatever reason, I I can't understand why people would just dislike a band like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they grew, and you can see the differences in their uh, in in what they put out. Yeah, it's def- definitely. Yeah, we, you know, we always um we plan to you know obviously you know evolve with our sound, try and get better, improve, but um. Yeah, you know, we also try to plan to stay true to our roots, you know, and punk and stuff, and get the heavy sound out. I think our next release is going to be heavier, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, I think oh, it's going to yeah. be heavier. Is yeah. that possible? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope so. Like, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're planning to do. You know, there's not much to say on it yet. You know, nothing's. Um, I mean, I could I could reveal a, a little bit without revealing too much. You go on then. You, you go on. You say. So, um, since we've only been doing singles for the for the time being, we wanted to release a, a very a very polished masterpiece of an EP with our thrashiest, most evil sounding songs we could. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much, but uh, that's the gist of it. There you go. Um, I I just like knowing that I, that I was told you guys are doing an EP or yeah. LP. And um, that's cool. And if you're gonna go for for thrashy, thrashy, heavy, spooky, evil, might listen to some bands like Sepultura or uh, Sixteen Horsepower. Oh you know, yeah, from back yeah, in the day. <laughs> yeah. Definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, you know, we just want to we want to take some more time on this one because I think what we end up doing is we set in like an insane deadline for our songs and we end up rushing it a bit. So we wanted to, uh, you know, I've done that. Yeah, I think it's it's like we did that last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's very easy. I think it's very easy for a musician because obviously you always want your product to be as best as it can, you know. And you also want to get it, make sure it's out there in time, so you don't, you know, lose uh, you don't know, like traction or whatever. So you know, we rushed. I think we rushed some of our projects we've done so far, but we plan to take a lot of time in this one and make sure it's you know something we're all happy with. I think we'll finish with, with it before we actually put a release date out. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the mistakes we did. We actually put, for um, one on tour, we put um, a release date out for it before we had the final mix. So we all, which is a. <laughs> that's yeah. dangerous, bro. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. we, we, we figured it, we, we were like, oh, nah, we'd be fine. But it was a bit stressful, but we, we got there in the end. So it worked out all right. Dude, well, I. It As a musician, great. it's so hard to find the stopping point and say this thing is complete. It's ready for release. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know that feeling well. Uh, but you know, I, one of my favorite things about the songs I've heard is that it's not it's it's not polished to the point where you feel like everybody's sitting up in their chair all tight and you know nervous. You guys are natural at this, and uh, everybody sounds quite comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah thank you. Yeah, it feels like you're in the room. Yeah. So uh, we're getting close to what we would call time. We're right at about the 20 minute mark. But uh, I am really interested in your live shows because um, you only have two singles and you're working on some songs for an EP. Who are you covering? What are your cover songs that you're playing live? So um, we, when we started off as a band, we had 
like a ratio of about 50-50 covers to originals, I'd say. We did more covers than originals. That's a lot. We definitely did more covers than originals. It's more we like... needed something to kind of get the crowd going. Yeah. because yeah, obviously... Everyone's hearing all original songs. No one really knows it. They don't know how to vibe to it. So if we throw in some things that everyone knows, it kind of gets gets the mood going a bit. Yeah. So we had like um, Ramones covers. So we did uh, Want to Be Stated, Think, and um, you know, Blitzkrieg, you know, the popular tunes, you know, the ones that got the crowd going. And the Misfits ones. And the Misfits ones. We did uh, Hybrid Moments by Misfits, Last Caress. We still play those ones to this day. You know, we always play those ones. But as time went on, it sort of became, we did more originals. Because we have, we, we play like, you know, this, this this song that's on now, Authority. You know, that's, that's one we wrote. But we just haven't released it yet. Dude, so, I love uh, that guitar. <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, nice guitar. I'm lucky to have it. But um, yeah, as time went on, we, um, we've done more originals live than we have covers. So like our last show we played, we did four covers, but then the rest originals, we had about 35 minutes set. So, yes. I will tell you that uh, that puts you in a really great position that there are people out there that are having you come play live in their venues um, where they're allowing you to play that much uh, original music. It is unheard of. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. You know, we're, we're grateful for it, you know. We're happy to have all the venues We've around here. We've got a very lucky location with where we are in terms of not just the world, but England as well. You were born in England. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I cannot <laughs> even imagine. We uh, we had spent some time in San Diego and we had this gig lined up uh, for this this venue, uh, Brick by Brick. Brick by Brick. The <laughs> night before we were supposed to go on, Pearl Jam played and we were like, how can we even walk in this building? <laughs> oh, that's mental. That's so it cool. was mental. Oh man, it was so the, crazy. The rest of the story on brick by brick was I had a rental car, and it was like you buy your tickets from the venue first, and then you sell them on your own. And mm. I had this stack of tickets in the glove box of the rental car, <laughs> and then I returned the rental car, and I forgot all about oh, it. Oh god, and, that's uh, just a nightmare. Yeah, oh, it was god. a nightmare. It was several hundred dollars worth of pieces of paper (laughs) dude it was it was a sad state of affairs Mm. i was not sober but i mean it was just (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway before we shut down any last minute things anybody can jump in the bass the the bass player the drummer uh the drummer has not talked a lot so if you have anything you want to add before we shut out now's your time hello uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, not much. I, I'm not too sure. All right, you're cut off. One. You're he's done. Good one. <laughs> you know, Liam's, you know, Liam's sweet. He's the, he's the sweet, innocent one of the band. You know, we love Liam. He uh, looks so comfortable in the videos, um, playing drums back there. You know, behind the set, and uh, it's funny because he does not look like your typical punk rock yeah, drummer. Uh, he could. He's just so easygoing, and he's in the groove. He has this flow, and um, I'm just like, oh, he could he could be the drummer for the Beach Boys, or yeah, no, for the Beatles, yeah. or, you know. He's just yeah, like put no, that dude that in a guy. suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> what I always thought was that you you see him walking down the street, and you don't think he's you know probably the thrashiest drummer in the south of England. You kind of think he's I don't know off the pipe. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I, I I love your guys' style. I love what you're doing. I want to talk to y'all when you release your EP. Is that okay? Yeah, that's that's completely yeah, fine. Sure. I have, you know, thank thank you for having us. You know, we're, we're happy to come back anytime. Cool, dude. Shall we, Glenn? Yeah, del- delightful to meet you guys. Uh, yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you so much for having you again, us. and 
Really looking forward to the next release. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, I'm looking forward For sure. to listening to more of your podcasts and that. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we're out in three, two, one. Before we go, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already, so you won't miss any future adventures. And if you found some value in what we shared today, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to us, and it helps others discover the show too. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media or through our website. Thank you. Thank you.